Good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow is the privilege of reading Parshas Vayechi. This Shabbos is Shabbos Chazak. We take leave of Sefer Bereshis. And in this week's Parsha, we find that Yaakov, one, uh, blesses his children prior to his passing. Uh, the idea that Yaakov asks Chazal tell us for an indication that he is going to die, so he would know to, quote, put his house in order, because after all, we are all to learn from the Torah. And ultimately, the parsha ends with the burial of Yaakov in Ma'oras HaMachpelah. So as we complete the book of Beratius, we have to remind ourselves that there are no Bible stories. There are only Bible lessons. And therefore, at the very beginning of the parsha, when Yaakov beseeches Yosef and asks him to swear that he not be buried in Mitzrayim, and specifically, Yaakov says to Yosef, V'yosisa imodi, you will perform, please, with me, chesed ve'emes. Chesed literally is a kindness, and emes is a truth. If you think about it, they don't logically go together. Chesed appears to be something that a person is doing though they're not obligated to do, and MS is something that one would be obligated to do. So how do we understand the term chesed ve'emes? So Rashi tells us, chesed she'osem im ha'mesim, the chesed, the kindness that a person does with the dead, who chesed shall emes? This is the highest form of chesed, or true chesed, because there's no anticipation for any kind of reciprocity or reward from a kindness which one does with the mesim, with the dead. In other words, um, I do for you. Why am I doing chesed for you? Because someday you will reciprocate in kind. You're going to owe me one, but not so when you do chesed with the mesim. However, in reality, I believe that the Torah is teaching us not only this particular lesson regarding chesed with the mesim, which has given the name of the burial society throughout Jewish history that they were called chesed shel emes, but I believe that the Torah is teaching us here a binyan av, meaning that this is to be a foundation for the rest of one's dealing with chesed, and that is, ideally, all of one's chesed is to be performed without the expectation of reciprocation, without expecting something in return. Thus, we find in the long story 
back in chapter 24 of Bereshis, dedicated to Eliezer finding a wife for Yitzchak, that when Rivka complies with Eliezer's noble wishes, his prayer that he davens to Hashem, and sure enough, the girl that comes and responds affirmatively, she'll give him to drink, and she will then uh, draw for all his camels, that's the girl, etc. And what do we find? We find something very interesting, that what does Eliezer do before he even finds out who the girl is? He gives her, first of all, the jewelry, then he asks her who she is, and when she says that she's from uh, Kaman, uh, Avram's family, what does he say in chapter 24, Pasuk 27? Vayomer, Eliezer says, Baruch Hashem, thank you God, Elokei Adoni Avraham, Ashelo Ozav Chazdo V'Amito, who has not literally withheld his chesed and emes, Me'im Adoni, from my master. Now there's no question about it that Eliezer is not expecting any kind of return from here, but what do we see? That he's talking about her pure and genuine altruism, not asking or expecting anything in return. So what we find over there with Rivka is truly an example of Chesed Shal Emes, and that's how the Sephurno, in his commentary on chapter 24, Pasuk 22, says exactly the point. Ra'ah, Eliezer sees that she wasn't waiting for a tip, she wasn't expecting anything, certainly not the jewelry that came. So if you ask yourself, why? Why does the Torah have to devote so much to the chapter of finding a bride for Yitzchak, it's not only to teach us how important it is to choose the proper mate in marriage, but it's teaching us a very important principle in chesed, namely that your chesed should emulate that of Rivka, Rivka Imenu, which is chesed shall emes of the highest order. And so too we find in the beginning of Sefer Yoshua. In chapter 2, we are taught that Yoshua sends Miraglim, he sends spies, two of them, Kolev and Pinchas, and we are taught that Rachav hides the two spies and she saves their lives. At which point, starting with Pasuk Yud Beis in chapter 2, she requests of them that they should swear to her that just as she has done chesed with them, they too will do chesed with her family by saving them when the Jewish people conquer the land. And what do they respond to her, the Maraglim, in Pasuk Yudalid? They respond to her and they say that when Hashem gives us the land, we will do with you 
not chesed, which is what you're asking for, but chesed v'yemes. And the Metsudas David teaches that they responded that unlike you, who are certainly performing chesed, but looking for reciprocation in kind, namely, that we will do for you what you did for us, we will extend to you chesed in its pristine form, namely, without reciprocation. To quote the Metsudas David, Beli Tashlum Gemul. Now, I believe that if we take a moment just to ask ourselves what the term MS means, all right? So, I'm going to refer you to the second chapter of More Nevuchim, whereby the Rambam responds to the following question. At first glance, it seems bizarre that when Adam defies Hashem and he eats from the forbidden fruit, what happens to him? He's, quote, punished by being rewarded for his transgression. What does that mean? After all, the unique characteristic that separates man from the animal is his intelligence. So is it not strange that after defying Hashem, Adam is rewarded with the knowledge of Tov and Ra. The Rambam answers and says, No, he got it all wrong. He says, Indeed, Adam had knowledge prior to his eating. As we're told in chapter 1 of Bereshim's, that he was created B'Tselem Elohim, which Bereshim's Rabbah in chapter 8 Paragraph 11 explains it to mean lahavin ulaskil to understand and to gain wisdom, which means that he had wisdom. He understood what Hashem was communicating to him. So he had wisdom. Therefore, continues the Rambam and says that, watch, prior to Adam sinning, his level of intelligence was absolute. His level of intelligence was in the realm of emes and sheker, true and false. Now, unfortunately, that Adam imbibed the knowledge of Tovarah, his original knowledge was on a much higher level. His original knowledge was objective. And now, unfortunately, his life was in the gray area of subjectivity. I'll give you a good example to clarify this point. For one man to hit another, I'm hoping that everybody is going to agree, is bad. And that's a true statement. A man should not hit another man. However, if you tell two men to put on shorts, to put on sneakers and gloves, and now you call it boxing, now you call it a sport, all of a sudden now it's acceptable for one man to hit another, even though, as oftentimes happens, it can lead to serious injury. Prior to Adam's eating, man's intelligence was objective, just like two and two is four. Similarly, his values were pure, straightforward, without subjectivity. And all this changed when he ate from the Eitz Hadas, Tovarah, good and bad, whereby now there's much gray overshadowing 
the prior black and white perspective of his life. Shlomo HaMelech in Eishas Chayil refers to the Torah as Torah's Chesed. And the Gemara reminds us that the Torah begins with Hashem's Chesed of creating and providing clothing for Adam and Chava, and it ends with Hashem's Chesed of burying Moshe. And we are commanded to do Chesed, as the Torah says in Parshas, Kisavo Veholachto Bidrachov, that we are to go in his image. This is one of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah, to emulate Hashem, as he is the practitioner of constant chesed shal emes, meaning that all of Hashem's kindness is done with complete and total altruism. As the Ramchal says, it is derech Hashem, the derech hatov lehetiv, meaning the nature of the good one is to extend goodness. Hashem created a magnificent world, showers mankind with abundant blessings every second. As we say every morning, Pokeach Ivrim, Baruch Hashem, we can see, Mabisha Rumim, thank God, Matira Surim, Zokev Kefufim, Rokal Oretz Alamoyim, all of these functions that we take for granted every moment, and only when, unfortunately, God forbid, one of them is acting in a deficient fashion. Ah, oh, only then do we realize his constant chasodim that he does for us. But take a look. How does Hashem do chesed? It's all chesed shal emes, meaning without needing or expecting anything in return. Therefore, before we perform a chesed, be it bikocholim in person or on the telephone, nicham avelim in person or on the telephone, hachnasas kala, all of the different chasodim that we are privileged to be able to do, one should ideally say, I'm about to fulfill the mitzvah of the to bidrachav, emulating Hashem. And therefore, one should strive to extend help whenever possible, anonymously, not to not leaving the recipient of your kindness with the feeling of indebtedness to you. The fellow down the block, unfortunately, is out of a job, and he needs money. Plan A, I knock on the door. I say, so-and-so, here's the envelope. I hope it, I know it's going to help you with your family, supporting them for the next week or two. That's plan A. But plan B is the chesed shalemes. I put it under the door. I ring the bell and run away. He doesn't know who dropped it. He doesn't have that feeling of indebtedness to me. A beautiful story to prove this occurred to reflect this message well. A boy with dyslexia and special needs was taught for many months the wrong of Torah. When the family realized the mistake, it was much too late to even attempt to teach him the correct one. They asked the late Rav Shlomo Orbach, Zatzal, if anything could be done in order to help out this boy. And he ruled that the boy should read the Torah he studied on his Shabbos. He instructed the father to tell the Gabbai and the Tzibor, the congregation, that this was in accordance with Rabbi Shlomo Zalman's teaching. Anticipating, however, that the congregation might be troubled and concerned regarding the legitimacy of the psak, 
the aged rabbi, close to 80 years old, walked from Sanhedria, excuse me, from Sharet Tzedek to Sanhedria over an hour to personally be present for the reading of the Haftorah. Now what could Reb Shlomo Zalman have anticipated to receive from the family, but rather he exuded and taught all of us how we are to perform chesed v'emes, chesed of the highest order. My friends, COVID has hit all of us in a most devastating way. And among the many harsh consequences has been the imposed social distancing, which has manifested itself in disallowing one to have Shabbos and Yom Tov guests. Too many individuals who live alone and who are isolated by the pandemic have suffered greatly from this imposition. And it behooves us to therefore act as Avram Avinu, who has been taught in Avos Rav Nasan, chapter 7, paragraph 1, which compares and contrasts the chesed of Avram and Eov. Eov responded generously to all he came to his home and asked for food and shelter. But in contrast, Avram Avinu initiated chesed by searching for guests, providing them with chesed ve'emes. And we too must follow Avram's way to extend our concern and compassion in finding creative ways during these especially times. Shabbat Shalom to all.